which is in the Torah talks about if somebody has a slave and he goes free uh, whenever the time comes that he goes free one should give him gifts departing gifts that even though technically speaking this mitzvah only applies when the yevil is in effect in other words when all the Jews live in Eretz Yisrael and so on but it doesn't apply today because when the yevil is not in effect meaning we're not celebrating commemorating the yevil it, uh, the uh, one cannot have a Jewish slave at all. The whole law, the, all the laws of slavery are abolished for that time. So therefore, they can't be Hanukkah. The whole Hanukkah doesn't apply. The fun uplearnings still we can learn from the fact that the Torah says that one should give the parting gifts to the slave. That even in our day and age, Yishma Chacham BeYosef Lekach a wise man listens and and therefore comes to new conclusions that if he hired somebody from a, a Jewish person and he worked for him for a long time or even a short time that when he leaves that employment he should give him gifts from that which Hashem has blessed the uh, the boss, the person that hired him. So he says that it may, that one should learn from this that one should give the parting gifts or severance pay to somebody that that was in his employ and then leaves his employ. So the Minchas Chinuch says, says about this. He's a commentary on the Chinuch. That which we can learn from the mitzvah of Anok in regards to a hired person in our day and age, as mitzad musrei hatoiv, that because of good morals, good moral behavior from the masker, from the person hiring the per, the, that employee, that for him he has to give him uh, severance pay when he leaves is not late the day this can only be said according to the opinion as the there is a machlekes in regards to a an eved the Torah talks about it in terms of a slave so there are two different types of Jewish slaves one is that the bezdin sold him into slavery and one is that he sold himself into slavery so according to one opinion Hanukkah, the severance pay or the parting gifts is only in the case of an Ebed which Bezdin sold him into slavery. Sorry. Also by an Ebed which was sold into slavery by the Bezdin. And also by a slave that sells himself into slavery. But according to the opinion of that Hanukkah was said only, the Torah only requires it by a slave that was sold into slavery by the Bezdin. 
be the Gemara learns to suffer from Pasuk as the Gemara. According to that opinion, the Gemara learns it from the Pasuk Tahanik Tahanik Loi, you shall gift him only because that is said in the context of someone that was sold into slavery by the business so you shall give him parting gifts but not someone that sold himself into slavery that's how this opinion says we know from the Torah that it only applies to somebody that was sold into slavery by the business so according to this opinion that somebody who sold himself into slavery doesn't have parting gifts is the time for mitzvah hanok and nishmetz So the reason for giving parting gifts is not because of good moral ethics. Because what about the guy that sold himself into slavery? Why shouldn't he get parting gifts as well? is a time. In fact, he says, how do we, we don't know what the reason that the Torah requires one to give parting gifts. It's not because of moral. Uh, good moral behavior but, and we don't know why it is the Torah decided that that's how it should be because if it was because of moral ethics there's no reason to differentiate between the two types of slaves whether he sold himself or was sold by the Bezin so if according to the opinion that says it's only in the case of someone that was sold by the Besden, which means that it's not because of good moral ethics, so then if it's not because of good moral ethics, so then why would you require someone who hired someone to give gifts as well? There is no, it's not, it has nothing to do with good moral ethics. So there's nothing about Hanukkah which speaks about doing nice things for your employees. The Minchas Chinuch bleibt aber bei Akasha, but the Minchas Chinuch does remain with a question in the way we're looking at it now. His question is the Rambam Paskendach, because the Rambam gives the ruling as Hanukkah's Negus nor by Mechru Bezn. He uh, says that it applies, he goes with the opinion in the Gemara that it only applies to someone that was sold by the Bezn. Unleit Nechinuch Kumtois has the Chiyuf and Hanukkah's Eich by Meicher Atzmai, whereas the Chinuch seems to imply that uh, that it applies also to someone that was sold, sold himself into slavery and it's very unusual that the uh, the author of the Sefer HaChinuch should stray from the opinion of the Rambam as long uh, and sometimes he states that he's go he's he gives a ruling different than the Rambam, but generally he goes along with the Rambam's rulings. But over here, we see the Rambam clearly says that Hanukkah only applies by someone who sold himself into slavery. Yet the Chinuch says that one should apply Hanukkah even in today's day and age for good moral ethics, which means that he must hold that it also applies by somebody who sold himself into slavery because otherwise it would have nothing to do with moral ethics so therefore he seems to be at odds with the Rambam on this matter which is unusual perhaps you can answer it this way the limit this idea that Hanukkah only applies to somebody that was sold by the Bezdin and not by somebody that sold himself into slavery there are two ways that we can see this. Number one way is the Chiddush Hanukkah is this uh, unique 
this new idea of Hanukkah that the Torah introduces is Amadaf that you have to give the gifts to the one who was sold by the Bezdin. And since this is a new and novel idea, why should you have to give somebody parting gifts? You paid him for his work, so why should you have to give him parting gifts? So th- this is a novel idea. So therefore, whenever there's a novel new idea, we only apply it in the context in which it was said. You can't apply it widely. It only has a narrow application. And therefore, there would be no reason to think that you should apply it also by somebody that sold himself into slavery. Because the Torah gives a new idea. He says it in the case of somebody who was sold by the Bezdin. So therefore, why would I apply it anywhere else? The rule is, when there's something new, you apply it only narrowly where the Torah said so. So therefore, by, by default, it doesn't apply anywhere else, including to somebody who sold himself into slavery. And if we look at it this way, there would be no way to apply that which the Torah said in the narrow context of somebody who was sold by the Bezdin to apply it to somebody that you hired in today's day and age you only apply it in where the Torah gave the novel uh, ruling another way of looking at it is the Chidush is the novelty of this halacha is not that somebody that was sold by the Bezdin does get parting gifts nor rather what the novelty of this halacha is the novelty is that why did the Torah say that it should be only to someone that was sold by the Bezdin and not include someone that sold himself into slavery so the novelty is the fact that this one that sold himself into slavery does not get a Hanukkah that's the novelty of this halacha so if we look at it this way so then when it comes out is that even according to the opinion that says that someone that sold himself into slavery there is no parting gifts so even though the Torah eliminates someone that sold himself into slavery from Hanukkah but still there's no reason why you shouldn't apply it in other cases because the novelty of the halacha is that we've eliminated the one who sold himself into slavery but the idea of Hanukkah is not novel it's, it's a good idea it's a moral idea so therefore it could be applied to other cases other than the slave who sold himself into slavery that also by other cases other than of course the one that the Torah specifically eliminated which is the one who, the slave that sold himself into slavery anyone that is not in the category of a slave that sold himself into slavery could be included into Hanukkah because the, the one who sold himself into slavery the Torah clearly states that he shouldn't get it 
or maybe it doesn't clearly state it, but he gives a teaching that teaches us that he shouldn't be given anaka. But anyone else, why not? Obameilan, therefore, if you look at it this way, since the chinuch is applying this idea of giving parting gifts not to some a slave that sold himself into slavery, which of course there is no such situation in today's day and age. There is no slavery. Period. Rather, what is the chinuch applying it to? Nor vegnasocher is talking about somebody that is a hired hand. Somebody that is hired as a worker, not a slave. And therefore, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to um, apply what the Torah says is a good idea by somebody that was sold by the Bezdin as Mitzada Musa, because of moral ethics. That you should give him parting gifts when he leaves. So therefore, if we look at it that it's lim- that the the exclusion is what's novel about this halacha, so fine, don't apply it to the exclusion. But anyone else, you could apply it, and therefore, even though it applies only as the Rambam Paskins, even though it applies only by machru bezdim, you could still apply it to to a hired worker, not to a slave. Gimel. And we could also say that these two approaches in how to look at Hanukkah, whether the, the what's unique about it, what's novel about it is that you do give a slave Hanukkah, or what's novel is that there is a certain slave that is eliminated from it. Zainatoli and the Tzveyefana are dependent on the two ways that we can explain in the how to explain the idea of Hanukkah to begin with. One way is that it is a it's a sort of a branch of payment for work. This is Mashva from the Gemara, as the as it would seem from the Gemara, where the Gemara says Sochir Kariya Rahmana that um, there is a question whether Hanukkah, if somebody was a slave and then he was he went free and he died before he received his parting gifts, whether the heirs, his heirs have a right to demand the parting gifts that are owed to their father. Is it really owed? So the Gemara says, Sacher Kari Rahmana, the Torah calls a slave also by the term Sacher, a hired hand. Ma Sacher just like when somebody hires someone, whatever you owe him for his salary, if he died before he collected it, of course you have to give it to the heirs. So also this person, the, I mean in the Hanukkah, you have to pay, you have to pay it to the uh, heirs. So from here it seems that the Hanukkah is sort of payment of wages of some sort which the Torah introduces in this case, but it's a payment of wages, according to the way the Gemara sees it. So if you look at it this way, it, would, it stands to reason, as the Chidush, that what is novel about this halacha, is the fact that a slave that was sold, in this case by the Bezdin, should receive Hanukkah. Why should he receive Hanukkah? 
because to say that he has to be paid as wages for his work in addition to the work that he benoisev to them to which is in addition to the amount that was agreed for when he was bought as a slave now you want him to give an additional what you're calling payment of wages is a chidush, that's something new I already paid him his wages by, by, by paying for him as a slave why do I have to pay something new? So that's a novel idea that the Torah introduces that you have to pay additional wages at the end. So therefore, in this, in this view of the matter, the novelty is that you do have to pay certain slaves Hanukkah. Another way of looking at the general idea of Hanukkah is since I get it from Stokka, that there's some sort of Stokka, something that is not because you owe someone, but you want to give them something beyond what you owe. The, the, uh, the master has a recognition of the uh, good work that he did for him and so on. So he gives him something more than he really owes him. If you look at it this way, so then the reason says, so this way if it's this way so then why wouldn't you also have to give someone that sold himself into slavery this extra benefit not that you owe him but an extra benefit that's stuka. why should he be eliminated why should the person that was sold into slavery uh, that sorry that sold himself into slavery be eliminated from that because that is more now we're saying that when you give somebody that sold that bezin sold him into slavery you give him some extra benefit at the end because of the good work that he did and so on so you give him something more not as wages but as something that's stuck so therefore that's something reasonable to say and it's not it's not something the Torah decided that this is how it should be it has no logical reason which is the way you look at it the first time because what do you mean wages, what wages, I paid him wages so the Torah says no I want you to pay more wages but over here it's a gift that you're giving out of the goodness of your heart so that's not unreasonable that's a reasonable thing the unreasonable thing is or at least the, something that confounds the logic is why would somebody that sold himself into slavery why wouldn't you want to do that for him too so the chiddush is the novel, novelty is that he doesn't get so the two machlekes and the two ways of looking at it depend really on each other these the shita for Rambam and them what is the opinion of the Rambam in this matter we can learn, we can see what the Rambam's view of this is from the fact that in Sefer HaMitzvah, still the Rambam, the mitzvah for Anaka, where does the Rambam place the mitzvah of Anaka? Because he ordered everything in a certain group, things together, which are related to each other. So he places it, Nishtzvish in the mitzvah von Ebed the mitzvah of Anaka, he doesn't put together with the other laws of a slave or a maidservant nor rather, where does he put it? Gleich noch the mitzvah von Tzedakah. He puts it together with the mitzvah of Tzedakah, right after the mitzvah of Tzedakah. 
from them some chalotz mitzvah stalker. So from the fact that the Rambam places it alongside the mitzvah of stalker, as mashma would seem as the fidas Rambam as a naka in gedef from stalker. According to the Rambam, hanaka is a matter of not a payment of wages, but rather something that you do as a charitable act towards someone that was your slave. So if you look at it this way, so then we're not forced to say, as the Minchas Chinuch asked, that we are, that the, min, the Chinuch somehow went in a different direction than the Rambam. I feel the shittas Rambam because even according to the Rambam, the Torah is memayit amayicharasim from anaka that the Torah eliminated someone that sells himself into slavery from anaka kemen up lena from achru bezdin. We could still accept from um, from the fact that the Torah says that somebody that was sold by the bezdin, which is what the Rambam holds, that it only applies to somebody that sold it was sold by the bezdin. But what's the reason that we give Hanukkah to somebody who was sold by the Bezdin? As Mitzad Musr Tzedakah, because as out of good ethics, which is what the whole idea of Hanukkah is, it seems the Rambam holds, that it's a matter of Tzedakah, that's why he places it together with Tzedakah. So therefore, it's out of good moral ethics that you should give Hanukkah. Therefore, if it's a matter of good moral ethics, so then why shouldn't you apply it also to a hired worker that you have in today's day and age, and now he's leaving, so you should uh, give him parting gifts as a matter of good moral ethics. So there, in other words, that just because the Rambam says that it only applies to a meich machru bezdin, doesn't mean that it's a, the novelty, uh, novelty of it is that it only that it applies altogether. It's still a matter of moral ethics, and if it's still a matter of moral ethics, because he holds that the whole idea is a matter of tzedakah, so then why shouldn't it apply to a hired worker today in our day and age as well? And that's, that's why the chinuch is not departing from the Rambam when he says that it could be applied to today's day and age, because the Rambam would also see it that way. So now that we've reached the point that this lesson that the Chinuch says, that one should learn from, uh, from Hanukkah, that it also applies to somebody that you hire today, that this could apply even if it's only limited to somebody, the Machru Bezdin. Even according to the ones that say that if you sell yourself into slavery, there is no Hanukkah. It could apply even according to them. Is Therefore, the Rebbe says it's a good idea that one should, we should bring to the attention of people that we should pay attention to this lesson, to this teaching of the Chinuch. That if somebody hires someone to work for him, when as endik zich the zeit from sein Arbeit and the term of his employment is over, certainly if you fire somebody before the term of the contract is over, if the, if the worker leaves 
before his term of employment is over on his own, he decided that he wants to leave. Then there wouldn't be no mitzvah of giving him parting gifts. Like the by evets are as the halacha by an evet is as if the the evet ran away before his time, his uh, slavery period was over, or he was able to come up with the money to buy out his contract, so to speak. Then you don't have to give him parting gifts. If he leaves early, you don't have to give him parting gifts. However, if the person that hired him lets him go for whatever reason, so then, whether it's because he has enough work, he doesn't have any work for him, he has other workers which are doing it and there's no, not enough work anymore, other or even because he's unsatisfied with his work, he doesn't like his work, he lets him go. Then he would have to give him a nokah. This is something that one should be made aware of. And since Hanoka is a matter of stoka, is fashtanik. It's understood as men kenish yitzes amid gebem azach vos misayvim uchuyiv in them. So it's understood just like stoka, you can't gift stoka if you are otherwise obligated to give this as uh, to someone anyway. So when you're giving him something that you're obligated to give him, you can't count that as stoka. Therefore, the hanoka can also not be. Uh, you can't be yitze with something that you owe him anyway. The the money that you owe him for the the work that he put in is obviously you have to pay him every penny that you owe him. And even if you promised him a bonus, so the bonus you also have to give him anyway. That can't be counted as uh, the parting gifts either. Because these, the bonus that you promised him is also not a matter of stock. You owe it to him, you promised him, so you owe it to him. But it doesn't make a difference how long he worked for you. Whether he worked for you for a long time or even if he worked for you only a short time. It also doesn't make a difference, as we said before, whether he was happy from his work or not happy for his work. Whether the company or has, uh, the, the home was blessed because of his work. Or whether the house or the company, the, the project that you're doing, was not blessed because of his work. In any case, you have to give Hanukkah. Everything, of course, is in accordance with the time that he put in with you. The Hanukkah wouldn't be the same as somebody who worked for you for two months as somebody who worked for you for 20 years. Certainly, then, in Afal, then is Baruch if it's a worker who did bring blessing to the, to the project. Which then the, the halacha applies, you should give him in accordance with the blessing that came as a result of his. In other words, what we would say today, a commission, but it's not, maybe not a commission, but he brought so much blessing, you should get some more. 
and therefore you have to add to his parting gifts from that which Hashem blessed you because of him so the Rebbe says one should, this should be, people should be made aware of this this should become the practice today in hiring and, and letting go an employee hey the idea of Anoka also like every matter in Torah can be applied, of course, in its literal sense, but also in spiritual sense. There is an Avaida Ruchnis which can be learned from the matter of Anaka. The Tata is Mevairin Zaina Ha'oris in the The Rebbe's father, Rebbe Yitzchak, is in his commentary, his notes on the Gedushin, he says, As by an Evidivri is da Moichin de Katnus. An evidivri means someone that has or is a person that possesses only a smaller meichen uh, intellect on a smaller level, on a on a on a minor level. and therefore, when he goes free from this slavery, you have to give him parting gifts, which means meichen the godless, bring him back up to the level of. Um, adult when the far is the Torah specifies by Hanaka the dry minimis the Torah says three you have to give him from each one of the following from your flock from your from your grapes from your uh, yeah uh, sorry is, is from your grain, from your uh, wine. In other words, the Torah gives you three different things from where Hanukkah should be given. Because the, the Rebbe's father says, this is really referring to Chachma Binadas, the three levels of Meichin. You should give him Hanukkah, bring him up to Meichin the Godless as he goes free. What is the master and the slave? in the spiritual sense it also means a rabbi it could also refer to a teacher and a student Rabbi Yechina said if somebody can answer give me the answer to this question Rabbi Yechina had a, a difficulty with this with a certain idea and he said if somebody gives me the answer to this my vilna manel abasre lebei masusa I will bring his shoes behind him to the bathhouse. In other words, he was saying, I will, I will act as his servant. These are things which a slave would do for their master. Carry his shoes behind him to the bathhouse is uh, the work of a slave. So we see that Rabbi Yechanan was comparing the teacher-student relationship in a certain sense to a master and a slave. So therefore, a teacher has to know, as a muzgebendem talmid hanoka, that he has to give a student parting gifts. Does haste? What does that mean? katnus. He can't. It can't be enough for a teacher to teach his student. It's a young student, so we'll teach him a basic level of whatever he's teaching him. And he has to teach him in such a way as when the Talmud vaxtois that when the child gets older, and leaves this teacher, he goes on to a new teacher. 
that he gives him he gives him parting gifts which means when he leaves I should have also given him the an adult um, level of what I taught him in what does this mean in simple terms a teacher cannot simply teach a student um, you know facts you know tell him the facts he also has to give him the what's behind it what drives this fact why is this fact true and so on you have to give him the depth of what's going on even if it requires us even if it means the teacher is going to have to repeat the lesson again and again until he finally gets it he gets a deeper level of it that's going to be that is still the teacher is going to teach the student the depth of it at least on the level that the child or the student the, the, a young student will be able to understand for the Talmud that's called Meichen the Godless in other words he taught him something that he uh, that he didn't realize that he, that he could understand to the teacher this is still minor stuff nor the vial is a nishmasik the student what we're talking about is a level what's called depth to a student the, to the teacher this is not depth to the teacher this is basic but to the student it's depth because he doesn't realize that he could understand this yet when you learn it to him the first time he doesn't get this at all so the teacher has to teach him something that's deeper than the student could have thought and that's what we're, that's the level that he's teaching him. But those that level which is beyond what the student can even understand, even if you teach it to him many times. The idea is that even to the teacher this would be considered a deep idea which he needs to work hard to understand. So for the student this is totally beyond his ability. That of course he that can he can't give it to the student. It's not possible to give it to the student. That's what you would think. That's when he's teaching him. Kumtsu the mitzvah now comes the mitzvah vanaka. That's called regular teaching. Now we have what the idea of anaka. When is Moisev and it adds another dimension. That's what the teacher is obligated to teach the student. When you talk about teaching a student, you have to teach him more than just the basics. You have to teach him to go deeper as much as the student can understand. But when it comes to Hanukkah, but as Stoker, Alstoker, but however, as a charitable act, Hanukkah, what's called Hanukkah, the teacher has to be so dedicated. And put in so much hard work into the student, until finally the student will be able to take, understand, grasp even those things which the teacher considers to be deep. If this is an idea, if this is something that the teacher understands, 
somehow it has to get to the student as well. Maybe it's not his basic obligation, but as Tzedaka, as Hanaka, the teacher has to make sure that anything that he has should also be transmitted to the student. Vav, Tzel Bezach is benigeya demton imbrengen diva zayne noch ktane betalmidim in Yiddishkeit Torah mitzvahs. The same can be applied also in another kind of a relationship between a, a teacher and a student. When there is somebody that has not yet that that's still a, a child, a minor, in Yiddishkeit in Torah mitzvahs. In other words, somebody that doesn't practice Yiddishkeit yet on the level that he could. So also there has to be the same relationship. One could think that since the person that you're teaching is only a beginner, you're teaching him to, to take on Yiddishkeit. So he's a beginner. It's enough to teach him that which applies to him now. In other words, Obviously, he's not going to be able to take on everything all at once. So you teach him only the things which he can absorb and take on now. Zok Teiris, the Teiris says, Even if you only taught him one letter, as the, uh, the Pirkei says, you're called his teacher, his mentor, and so on. So therefore, you are his teacher, even if you ta- taught him only one thing. Therefore, you're also obligated to give him parting gifts. You have to make it your business that you are delivering to him, you're transmitting to him, enough knowledge, the type of knowledge that can bring him to the level that he should be no less than you in his commitment to Torah Mitzvahs. And through this through Yidin, which are called the servants of Hashem, in the Sheshan Miyabah, during the six years of work that we have to do, in the, which means in the Shit Al Fashnin Dahava Alma, the six millennium, the six thousand years which are the creation of the world. Vetmen Gor in Gichon Zechazain, so very soon we will be, we'll merit that in the seventh millennium, just like a Jewish slave, the seventh year he goes free, so we too, by doing the work during the six years, the sixth millennium, we will soon go free in the seventh year, the seventh millennium we go free through Mashiach. But does Ved the Abish the Geb Nish Nordem Schar? Then Hashem will give us not only the reward which is in in relation to what we did, to what we accomplished. Nor but He will give give us parting gifts which are the gilui machinailim. Hanaka is something which is a much higher level, staka, much more than we deserve, and so on. The revelations which are from the highest level of Skuman Norbitaka that come only as a charitable act, charitable act. Because they are completely beyond the Aveda that we did. In the Elafashvin, this will take place in the seventh millennium, the day of rest for the the eternity of the world.